0: This podcast was created during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Fortunately for us, the WGA seems to have reached a tentative agreement with AMTPT. However, SAG-AFTRA has not yet. So please continue to support the Entertainment Community Fund. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thanks. Is, the Queen of Andor has issued the following proclamation. This podcast shall be discussing the most recent episode of Wheel of Time. If you have not seen that episode and do not wish to be spoiled, go witness the dragon reborn in the latest episode and then return. So it is written, so shall it be done.
1: Hey. Hey. That's what, that's Do you know
2: what, what she does she what? makes like this uh smoked carrot that pretends to be salmon that is very really good
0: welcome to Bustin' blockbusters my name is matt and uh as you just heard uh pretty much we have wakened from the dream season two is over uh it is dead everybody has already talked about it already we're behind as usual i'm matt by the way i've got priscilla and bubba with me you can find him at fit and trim you can find her on youtube at priscilla tv1 and despite the fact that the we have woken from the dream it's still time that we talk about this because we haven't had a chance to and i don't want to waste any more time as you already heard i gave an initial reaction where i gave my rating so let's get to everybody else's ratings Morgay's Queen of Andor is now in session. Hey, the Queen will now hear proclamations of ratings for this episode of Wheel of Time. Priscilla, uh, why don't you start with your rating for this episode, and then later we'll talk about season.
2: Well, first I will have to say that I had to top you. I had to give like a like a higher score right and then you. So it's like 9.5 uh, double
1: Fs. Double Fs.
2: Yeah, fantastic final. So it was fun. I really, really like it. I really like it from a, an emotional standpoint. You know, uh, I think it, it had momentum. It had like some nice, um, like ending arcs for like Egwene, and the, there is enough there to make you interest interested and wonder what is going to happen in season three. I. had to say also that the fact that they had like the title sequence also bumped up the score because I love the title sequence Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not perfect by any means, there are things there that uh, I think because they just just had 8 episodes they couldn't spend too much time on some resolutions as much as I would like Uh, but I like it that they left some um some rumors about the late of Korea so that's Celine for you or uh, Lumfear so she was uh, she was going all the way from uh Beodomone to Loyal and Inkta and you didn't get to see this on screen but like her presence was mentioned by both of them like you saw her with Bale but it was mentioned so you had the feeling that there was something uh, that she was the mastermind of what was going on the whole season and and just finally in season in episode 8 you can see that and I like that but on the other hand, on the other hand, I also didn't like that because we didn't get to see uh, the horn, how they got the horn. We just know that uh, non-fear helped. But anyway, I think with the time that they had and the things that they have to solve, they did a good job. You know, it's just like an hour and an hour and five minutes. They had a lot of uh, plot points to go through, and I feel that they did a good job. Not perfect, but uh, it. It, it got it got me emotional in uh, at least twice, and that's what I want from a TV series not that it makes sense all the time, not that answers all my questions all the time, just that it it it, it makes me feel something. And it, this definitely made me feel something.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, just in case folks, you're wondering what episode we're rating, season two, episode eight. What was meant to be. Written by the showrunner Rafe Judkins and by Timothy Earl. Directed by Santa Hamry. Uh, Your synopsis, fate leads Rand and the others to an inevitable showdown with their most formidable enemies yet. Bubba, how would you rate that uh, synopsis?
1: That sounds exactly like what happened in the episode. Great job, Matt. I'd rate your reading of the synopsis maybe a five.
0: Yeah, out of ten.
1: Right. But I want to talk about this final episode of season two, and I'm not going to rate it as high as you guys do. For anybody new or uh, can't remember, I'm the non-book reader. I have no idea where the story's going. So my rating won't be so high, but it's still going to be nine triple C's out of ten. Triple C's? Yes, triple C's. It's a clunky cinematic conclusion, right? So episode 10 should be about momentum. And there were a handful of moments where instead of like rolling downhill to the incredible solution, it's like, bump, bump, we can't get moving because we got to resolve stuff like lane and land and moraine, like hashtag get on with it. But it is cinematic. So much good stuff. Egwene unchained hell to the year. Take back your life, Egwene. Yes, Matt, this character I've been hearing about for two seasons, actually doing something that affects the story. Yes! Uno, you're back! Yes! Landfear betraying Ishmael. Love it! Hashtag great! Moraine burning the boats! Hell to the year! The Forsaken released, setting up next season. Uh-oh! Pour one out for some of these great villains like Ishmael and Renna. Great great episode that at times couldn't get out of its own way and was clunky 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 but the good stuff was great nine out of ten from a non-book reader
0: that's pretty high rating for Bubba's scale to be perfectly honest yeah it was uh, really good considering his little knocks there that actually seems pretty good uh as you folks may or may not know I'll just say my rating real quick I gave it 9.4 out of 10 what I like to call shattered shields well that's a double s yes and uh i i enjoyed the finale there there were a lot of adaptation choices that were made that um i'm cool with you know uh I like priscilla i really like lanfear kind of having her hand in everything behind the scenes for the whole season i thought that was cool maybe a little bit too far stretched um Mm -hmm. but the biggest thing that took a point off for me is because or a half a point off for me is because you know i really wanted to have something to complain about rand about this episode and i didn't have anything to complain about rand at all and i actually wanted a really cheesy battle in the sky uh for book readers you know what I, i'm talking about but uh, I did think that, you know, bringing all of the Taviran there together to help fight Ishmael was a good substitute. And we still had a lot of book things happen, maybe not in the same order, but Rand did get his brand, Rand did get his wound, all of those things um, mm-hmm. play big in terms of some prophecies and also just in oh. some handicaps as well. So love that. Yeah. yeah. Now. As we are wrapping up this show, or our coverage of this show, we thought we should also do our ratings for the season as well, Mm -hmm. overall. Uh, Priscilla, do you want to go first, or do you want Bubba to go first?
2: Um, I think Bubba, he's so much better than me in this,
0: this rating. I
2: think he should go first, and then I copy what he says.
1: All right, well, let's get to it. So this is season two. Everybody I hear online says, oh, this is so much better than season one. This is so much better than season one. As a non-book reader, I got to contradict him and say, no, it's so, so, so much better than season one. That said, still clunkiness. I'm going to only give it eight out of 10, what I like to call double S's. Wait, double S's?
2: Double S's.
1: Seriously, season? And that is, at the end of season one, it kind of became clear to me, somebody who didn't know the story, but I see the end of season one I'm like, oh, you're trying to tell this type of story, but you kind of added all these side tangents and other story points, which made the overall season clunky and muddled. And admittedly, I think there's still some of the same issues here. Like, if this Mm -hmm. was the end point, not that I didn't like the Aiel, for example, but they really just kind of show up, help a little bit in the fight, but they didn't really have much of a Part in this story and so there's all this always other stuff there's this other stuff and then i have been a broken record on land being a broken record about i'm mopey land i'm mopey land okay we separated these two so they could come back together in episode 10 we took away moraine's powers just so she could get them back to me both both of these storylines felt pointless like literally if you're gonna separate them their coming back together has to have more emotional stakes, more more story stakes than I felt it did. If you're going to strip Moraine of her power and then suddenly give it back to her, to me, it's going to have more of a point. It just felt like we need something for them to do. So some of that clunkiness still held down this season from being a 9 out of 10 for me. But just so everybody knows, I'm still engrossed with this story. I think it has made such a jump from season one to season two. If it makes the same jump from season two to season three, I think it could get to nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 realm in my rating. But for me, eight out of 10.
0: Excellent. Priscilla, how about you? Well, like um,
2: I'm giving an 8.5 and uh, I have to say that I've, I, ha- I have the feeling, I don't know if this is going to be uh true but i think the wheel of time is uh setting up to be that kind of series that improves a, a, each season uh, so there is a, a learning curve like, that we can talk about like first season i understand this this what this world but, but i i'm still on like i'm on book four but it's so rich and there is like 14 of these books and there is so many uh characters and I, I already s- talked about it a, li- a little bit like um how this this concept that is not new but like Robert Jordan he made this so that the the magic system is so dangerous that you can kill people and how like uh, how it affected other areas of the entertainment industry I mentioned like a, a game. That Dragon Age, and but you can also feel the influence, I think, in the Song of Ice and Fire in terms of the scope and like the numbers of like uh characters and stuff. So I feel like this first season they had to introduce so many characters, so many parts of this world that uh, I, I have to be uh, a little bit lenient with them. The first season, so that's why I in terms of like just watching like as an audience i would i would say that first season was a seven but i understood that it couldn't it couldn't possibly be better than seven with the tools they were given the time and everything and the number of episodes so i understand this sense when they come to season two where they already had established so many things in season one Uh, they managed to do uh, to keep going deeper and deeper on some levels like we saw a lot of uh, I understand that Baba didn't like the land storyline I also didn't like I think uh, it could have been cut uh, by half of what he's what he was doing uh, and we could have seen him at least like um, investigating the thing with Moraine but they just did uh, they just made him realize in one episode when they could been like parsed out through a, a couple of episodes more or less, so to give him what to do. Uh, but for instance, I loved seeing Moraine and her and her family. I loved going deep into Kyrie. and and, and it made the revelation of uh, Bartanis being a dark friend a, a little bit shocking because you you got to see Bartanis, you got to see his uh his uh, mother you got to see that family and they, when you go to the books like the revelation of Batan is being uh it's nothing like there is no there is no drama there so uh i could not say that like some of the decisions they made in this season that i don't that i disagree with no because from an emotional point, uh, standpoint they they got me uh, but I'm very curious to to know uh, to learn how they are going to move forward because we also already talked about it. But if they are going to be adapting to this story, of course, like there is a like a, a character that doesn't appear very much in one book but appears in another, so they have to combine these storylines. And they had this thing with Moraine because she's played by Rosamund Pike, they had to give her something and it was one of the high high points for me something that it, it, we didn't see much in the books you know when you go to Egwene's storyline that was like it carried the second half of the season to me at least like emotionally uh and I saw a lot of people complaining about that the uh, Nineveh arc, uh, that in, in the first season, the first half of the season was very strong and then it kept dropping and dropping and dropping. But this is not like it, uh, I understand this series as an, uh, as an ensemble. No. So there there are people that have a moment to shine here and a moment to shine there. And specifically in Nineveh and Egwene and Moraine and Elaine. And a little bit of Rand too, because remember, Rand is the biggest, he's the he's the hero, he's the greatest channeler, he's the the, the most powerful one. But when he meets uh, Swan, she takes him like this. So I feel like the the point that they were trying to make with all these discussions about the power, and then you have Leandring reminding him when, yeah, Nynaeve is a powerhouse, but what does it serve her? She has a block. She has to survive to be the powerhouse, and she cannot. So you see that in in the storyline, you see that in effect that you can be the biggest, the greatest, you have the most access to the one power. But sometimes it's intelligence that gets you. Sometimes it's training that gets you. And this you're going to you've seen that Ren doesn't have. So he's not the dragon yet. He has been declared a dragon, and that's going to be the story moving forward. How he's going to get there? He has the potential, but how he's going to get there? And the, and this, I felt it was done perfectly. Like this, this discussion about yeah, you're powerful, but what else? What what else? It's just that you just have this possibility, and what what can you make out, out of it? So in this sense, I really like this, the the season. I think a lot of things didn't work uh, a lot of things they could have done better a lot of things were improved but um, again they they made me cry they made me feel anger they made me uh, root for people they made me understand some motivations. so I cannot complain much you know
0: well uh, I like all of your reasoning there Priscilla I gave it uh, naturally, because it's me. I gave it a higher rating for the season than everybody else. Whoa. I gave, I gave it a nine out of 10, what I like to call double A's. Double A's? Yeah. Adapt, adaptation accolades is what I gave it. Uh, Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's a mouthful. But Moraine, um, as Priscilla mentioned, essentially has nothing to do in book two. She goes around, she looks up some prophecies, um, and that's essentially it. So they did have to give her a storyline. Here's my problem with what Rafe seems to be trending to do, is that he tries to take one question and turn it into a mystery to a point where it gets so focused on that that things kind of go astray from it sometimes. In season one, it was the mystery of who is the Dragon Reborn? When you're a book reader, you know that almost immediately. You can you can put it together mm-hmm. immediately. Um, but they... They use seven episodes to get to a reveal right before the end that's fine that's a great television thing to do but i do think some of the story stuff got a little weird because of that um in this season the big mystery was has moraine lost her powers forever is she still or is she shielded and by going this route at the end of episode seven uh you know again wrap it all up in the last 10 minutes and everything. It just feels like there was a lot of buildup to something that could have mm-hmm. been, as Priscilla said, you could have used some of Lance's storyline to see him find, to see him looking through tower records, finding things out, but maybe just like with the whole Rand thing where they kind of did a misdirection thing about him being the dragon reborn in the first season. Maybe they couldn't do that because the revelations that he would come to would spoil the, you know, quote-unquote mystery. And I think that that's a bad approach to do that. And I don't know if Rafe is getting a a good studio, if he's getting studio notes to do it like that between seasons or before he even started, or if it's his choice. But either way, I'm really not for that. I hope that we don't have this big overarching mystery next season. I hope we just get to... Mm -hmm. Because we are getting good character moments, we can get more of those. We had to condense a whole bit of Matt's storyline into just blowing on a horn to, to give a whole bunch of things that happen into later books uh, meaning now because it doesn't uh, because they're not going to have time for that, as opposed to what what I would feel would be a good mystery. I'm just going to say a few terms that if you haven't read the books, you don't know and they won't spoil you. Foxes and snakes, doorways. To me, it feels like it's gone because of Matt. And to me, those are some of the storylines that really endear me to Matt as a character. Um, But instead, we had to focus on, is she or isn't she still? Is she or isn't she shielded? And so we got very little Matt this season, stuff that they could have developed. And him still end up in the same place, granted it would have been a little bit out of order. But for all of that, I mean, for all of my griping here, I'm still giving it a 9 out of 10 because they did so many things right. They made so many good choices to get characters into the position to get back closer to the books than they, you know, the end of season one left them. And so I think that we will see a continued progression of just getting more epic as we go along, so long as Amazon is still willing to pay the price for it.
1: Well, season three is coming. That's wonderful. After this great kind of tease of what could happen in future seasons, thank goodness they're making season three. It's guaranteed. Love it.
0: So it is written, so shall it be done. Hey. So, folks, I know that you don't care what I think about any of this at all. I hope that you do care what Priscilla and Bubba think, Uh, because Bubba's got a good non-book reader perspective. Priscilla's excited about it as a still a fairly new reader. She's not even read really a fifth of the series yet.
2: Oh, you keep dropping me. You keep dropping me. The well, last, maybe a fourth of the series, <laughs> we'll say. A fourth, a fourth of the fourth. series. Now you I'm a fifth.
0: Yeah, you're right. Next you're right.
2: time is like a tenth.
1: Right, oh she's read 1
0: of the series. <laughs> the point being yeah, is, spoil the, Priscilla, spoil seven. Bubba. That's what I want you to do. I want you to spoil the crap out of them by sending them the your book reader thoughts. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, folks. I mean, Priscilla goes and reads spoilers every other day anyway, but given the storylines that she seems to know that I'm kind of like, but wait a minute, that's book seven. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, don't spoil Bubba. But do tweet to it at the word double the letters PHQ on Twitter or X or whatever Elon Musk is calling it. I'm sorry, uh, David McGarry. I should just call it X Twitter. Uh, and uh, you can tweet me or X me. X. Uh, you can send posts to me at Bust Blockbuster on X Twitter. You can also <laughs> leave comments in our YouTube videos. Also be sure to check out Priscilla's YouTube videos at Priscilla TV one on YouTube. And Uh, You can comment on our YouTube videos at the word double, the letter P, the word media, double P H Q actually works for all of the double P media socials. That's like Instagram, Twitter and threads and whatever else that Bubba has dabbled in. I don't know. Are you in Hive? Do you have anything like that? But whatever. Just search for the word double, the letters PHQ. That stands for Podcast Headquarters PHQ. So uh, that's all you need to know for us. I will say that I was hoping to get a little more feedback in regards to our contest. But we only had two entrants into our contest.
1: Wonderful. These two deserve it. They have a 50% chance to win. This is wonderful.
0: And I am going to share a screen, and we are going to pick the winner now. We have Melissa Nola, 30, and we have Tails Yukai, also known as Lugerin, I think. And so what we are going to do is I'm going to ask Priscilla to tell me when to spin this wheel, and we're going to spin it, and whatever name comes up is the winner of a $100 gift card from Amazon. Hell yeah. Priscilla, you tell me the when.
2: Spin.
1: Spain. Spin, spin up. Big money. Big money. Big money. No whammies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Melissa Nola seven thirty is our winner. Melissa Nola seven thirty. You are our winner. Congratulations. You were the first Wow! to enter yeah. uh, properly. Uh, We did have one other contestant uh, who got three out of the four right, but I couldn't include them in the drawing or in the wheel spin because they only got three out of the four right. But thanks to everyone who attempted or participated or completely ignored, just as long as you heard the word (laughs) contest. That's all I care about. And uh, what you do with that word after that is completely up to you. Melissa Nola, 730. Uh, I'm assuming you're from New Orleans. I'm assuming that NOLA stands from New Orleans. I'm not going to be in New Orleans anytime soon to hand this to you personally. So what I need you to do is send an email to me, mattsaudioblog at gmail.com. M-A-T-T-S-A-U-D-I-O-B-L-O-G, all one word, at gmail.com with whatever email account your Amazon, I promise I'm not trying to fish your information, whatever email account, your uh you have associated with amazon so that i can just award that gift card directly to your account um or just an email that i can send it to but it's easier on you if you uh use the one that you use for your amazon but just send me an email saying hey here i am here's the email address i want you to use to award this gift card to That's what I will do. You have won a $100 gift card. Thank you so much for participating.
1: Oh, yeah. Let me say all our listeners are really the winners. You're all winners in my heart. It's just, oh, nobody but Melissa actually wins. So you're all winners who didn't win except Melissa. right, guys, I've got some questions. I am repeating ad nauseum that I am the non-book reader. I'm the one who has to put together all this dense mythology just from what's on the show. So the first thing I want to do is not a question so much as, well, it is a question. Do I have the story correct? So I'm gonna read what I wrote or what I believe to be the story based on two seasons of the Wheel of Time. And what do I mean by the story? I mean the 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 kind of prehistory to the story. So to me, there's this evil person or or entity or being that's known as the Dark One, this evil entity, the Dark One. It might be a person, as you might think a person is, it could be an entity, whatever. Way back in history, I think about 3000 years, this person named Luz Theron and his buddies, they're all channeling the One Power. Luz realizes that his buddies who are channeling the One Power are turning to the shadow. They're turning to the dark one side. So he starts locking his friends in these plates, in these in these ceramics, whatever they are. He locks them in there and that's what happened to Ishmael. And they're all forsaken when he locks them in. And he does that because if he killed them, they would just be reborn in the wheel and he wouldn't really kind of stop them from being. Then at a certain point, Luz does something to fight the Dark One, and he breaks the world. So is that correct? (laughs) Is that history, which I think is what I'm supposed to take from this, is that the background history I'm supposed to know? Is it correct? Did I miss anything up? What should somebody who's seen the first two seasons, what should they know?
0: Well, the thing is, is I don't know that you're supposed to know anything more than this. There is okay. a lot more to it than that, but I don't know that you're supposed to. So I don't yeah, know okay. if I should directly answer. I will say that there, uh, just on your last statement there about the dark one. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened in the books is different than what we saw on the television show here. It seemed like in this in this, you know, long time ago, far, far away. Thing with Luc Theron in this prologue that we had, it seems like that he tracked down and sealed all of these guys individually, all of these forsaken individuals, right, one what at I a time.
1: Yeah,
0: that's different from the way it is in the books. In the books, he actually is intending to just seal the Dark One away, but hmm. they're kind of having a meeting with the dark one and they all get sealed in there at the same time oh wow
1: so the dark one is something you can have a meeting with so
0: this is good to know okay the dark one yeah the dark one does take meetings uh his secretary is very strict (laughs) but yes the dark one does take meetings (laughs) all right good
1: good did i get anything wrong uh, sorry go priscilla
2: i mean from the show like the information the show gives you is uh, regarding the the first war, the war of power, as they call it. Uh, so it comes from the eighth episode, the first season, the prologue, and the the prologue now of the second season uh, of the the final finale, of the second season. And yeah. also Moraine talks a little bit about it. Uh, uh, so the, the information that you can safely uh, take from the show is that. Uh, Louis Theron and all these people they were Aes Sedai right. they were mm-hmm. Aes Sedai of yeah. the, the Age of Legends mm-hmm. no? and there was like they, they were fighting a war there was like two sides of war uh, okay. Louis Terry was in one side the light side and uh, Ishmael was in the other side
1: even though they no? were friends they and ended up it, on the opposite side of this war
2: no, no. They uh, the the prologue from the first season was already the, about the war, about what okay. to do. Uh, okay. Remember, uh, Louis Theroux was talking to another Isadai. He was uh, talking the May to an Isadai, and
1: there was a baby there, exactly. a little girl. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So Louis Theroux was the leader of the the Mayo Isadai because remember back then, like the the, the men, they could access they could channel they could the channel one power, the one right. pa- uh, exactly without anything, and. Uh, the the female uh, uh, could access the other part, and so, but Louis Serra was the general. He was the one. He was a okay. dragon. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they fight. So they are opposite sides. So now in the second season, we we have the uh, the information that Moraine that they were very friends, like right. Uh, with La with isma mm-hmm. and then they the dark one came and separated them for several reasons there is also the the other forsaken and Louis Sarah they sealed them all and now they're being unsealed one by one uh but the thing uh, you asked if the, the dark one uh, could take a um, a meeting what well, the dark one does he tanks the male Power. side of the male channel the male channel mm-hmm. channelers and right. Louis Terran is like I think it's he's, he's the first one to be tainted right?
0: Yeah okay. what because happens there is Priscilla from what yeah, I gather the dark from the one books, gets pissed. Yeah huh?
2: <laughs> hey, Baba actually yeah, basically if you go... it's a curse.
0: Okay. Baba if you go to Amazon and yeah. you look at the origin series there, there's little extras. in If you go to the season one tab of Amazon, All right. okay. there is yeah. a story of the breaking of the world and it tells you exactly what happens there, He's which that, is very similar yeah. to what okay. the story they're telling here in the television show.
1: Okay, is that, and maybe this is a Song of Ice and Fire, George R. R. Martin talking about, can I trust these things to be true or is this what the legend is and later I'll find out? Oh, wait, no, it's not quite, that, quite like
0: that. That's a good question. The origin stories that I saw, mm-hmm. and I believe there's six of them, all of them were reflective of the books, okay. but dovetailed into the way that the show is incorporating that stuff. So I don't think Perfect. there's going to... I, I think it's a good medium as opposed to some of those things that you saw in the Game of Thrones extras where none of it really came to fruition later on or, or it, it Right, changed. well it was
1: told from people's perspective and they might not yeah. know everything Right, so, yeah okay.
0: Yeah, well these are told from perspectives but they seem to be more in line with what the books are saying from an overall narration standpoint
1: Wonderful. Okay, I got Uh two more questions on this non-book reader question section. And that is, hey, we've just watched 16 episodes, season one and season two of The Wheel of Time. Can someone who's seen these first two seasons, can they pick up and read books one, two, and three? And not spoil the upcoming Wheel of Time season three. Like, uh, what I hear is that these first two seasons generally are taking up the space of the first three books. So, could a non book reader pick up the first three books, read them, and not be spoiled for maybe an event that's going to happen in in the next TV season? What do you think?
0: What do you think, Priscilla, about that? Uh, I don't know.
2: (laughs) I have no idea. I think what they are—they um, have elements of Book Four, right in this season. All right. They
0: have elements of Book Three for sure, um, but there is no, a location. No, but Book
2: Four—they four,
0: they, do they have elements. Well, I saw elements of the New Spring. I saw elements of Book Five and Six in this, but yeah. those are kind of book reader Easter eggs. I don't know if that's.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, but I, I don't understand. Baba, you wanted to be spoiled uh, like a week or two ago. I don't <laughs> no, know why no, no, you're no. asking now. I, about never, not I being never want spo- to be spoiled. You said, you said to yourself, oh, this episode It made me want to be spoiled
1: it did it made me want to be spoiled but i want to be good and not be spoiled so that okay. gets to my final question is that he's like
0: loose there and he just has to be noble um not <laughs> oh. really noble he just- well, but here's what i'm going to say to you i believe that because of the way that this season wrapped up i believe uh-huh. that a location that is prominent in book 3 isn't even going to be explored but In I can't guarantee right. that. That okay. no, is true. I can't guarantee that. Okay. Um, so that's all I'm going to say to you there. Uh, so shield your eyes from spoilers. Uh, no
1: problem. Well, one final question. That's true. One final question as a non book reader Could somebody watch the first two seasons of this show and then suddenly just pick up book four and understand what's going on and know all the story?
0: That, I believe, is not the case um you might be able to discern you wouldn't be too far in lagging up but you would want to go back and reread some stuff from book two and three anyway uh to okay. make sure that you were in the place that you were um that's my opinion on that what do you think priscilla oh
2: yeah of course Talk so we got two,
0: yeah. we've got two different yeah. opinions there i i don't <laughs> think so but well, I want our listeners. I think to...
2: Bubba. I, I think he's we'll a put it on the poll.
0: person. I at think Bus he can take it. Blockbuster on Twitter. Should, Booga, should Bubba just start at book four, and be done with all this non-book <laughs> reader
1: stuff? Yeah, I want to know.
0: Bubba, at the rate that this series is going, you better start reading the book soon. Because you know, you and I are getting older, and we might not finish reading it by the time that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not you. You me. want to be open grade? I'm not sure. I'm going to uh... survive my reread.
2: Dude, oh come on be a man of faith
0: <laughs> well I mean if you wait till this you're gonna be waiting 14 years before this series is over at the rate that they're going and then start reading yeah. the books 15 books 14 full books Yeah. And, I mean no don't wait that long that's all I'm saying.
2: He's a young man. He can afford to do,
0: to wait. He's a rich man, so he can afford all of the IVs to keep him alive while he finishes memory of life.
2: Yeah. Like that awful dude bro tech guy who YouTube is taking the blood of, yeah, who is taking the blood of his son to,
1: to be. No no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Barthanes, your favorite.
0: Your dark friend?
2: Oh, I love Barthain's, yeah.
0: Barthain's, yes. Saw, uh,
2: He's so nice, Bart. I want him back, season three, but I'm not sure he's, he survived. Do you think he survived, Matt?
0: Um, I think for telev- in the television show adaptation, uh, he did.
2: He had such a good hair and uh, good clothes. I really liked him. Yeah.
1: Very, very shallow, Priscilla. Hairs and clothes, that's all you <laughs> care about. All right, Matt, let's get into this episode. Let's roll. All right.
0: Somebody spin the wheel for me, please.
1: All right, let's spin it. And uh, it turns out... Melissa won again.
0: No, not that wheel. Oh, spin sorry. the other wheel. The tiny wheel of topics. <laughs> so one where I can go. never read what it says. Here, we're going to spin it.
1: <laughs> this is going to be one where... We are really going to have a debate between book readers, I think, and myself, in that the tiny wheel of topics ended up on Hopper is the bestest boy ever, and no one will ever top him. So this is talking about certainly uh, all, so many storylines, because they all converged together in that final episode. So Loyal, Integar, Mesima, Perrin, Avienda, Bane, Chiad, the White Cloaks, like everything that happened right there, and maybe we ought to start with Hopper, where not you know i'm a dog person I, I love wolves i love dogs but hopper didn't get to do much other than die an in, in noble depth. she saved perrin which is wonderful but but ouch he
2: he was elevated in the end he he no he was like jumping
1: okay you mean the spirit the spirit of hopper was jumping
2: the problem is you have a cold heart. Every time the show has an emotional moment, the show stops. Has much, emotional. It's like go on with this. Yeah. Why Moraine and have to make peace with each other? Uh, why can't I they just I'm sorry. Stop? We,
0: I, we just I just want to
2: see some 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 flesh coming out of the the people's hands. That's what I want to see. Yeah. So
0: about, this I got to tell a, you, I've been, yes. I've been podcasting with Priscilla for years. I've been podcasting with Priscilla for years. Yeah, and I've never been called cold-hearted. I've been oh, called God. stupid. Okay. I've been called all, all kind, you know, <laughs> ignorant. I've been called wrong, but I've never been called cold-hearted. That is, well, we awful.
1: we didn't have much time with Hopper. That's all
0: I'm saying. I'm not saying that line happy it that not be a
1: dog. <laughs> no, no, we didn't Don't have like, we didn't have much time like, with Hopper. The,
2: if there is something that he unites whole mankind it's not like to fight against racism it's not like the fight for equal rights it's like people are against uh cruelty against animals but no baba baba's like oh, i don't want to see this again why is hopper uh, i don't why is this dog here he's not even a dog he's an oaf.
0: that dog was a fantastic actor
2: Uh-oh. He no he was amazing yeah so baba yeah
0: Okay, love I popcorn. give up. It was, the, it was the most
1: heart wrenching death I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> finally, so, finally.
0: yeah. Um, so
1: let's get to, let's get to their part of the battle. Now I was kind of cold and said in my review of the season about how Avienda and the other Aiel didn't really feel like they had much to do. What did you guys feel about the role of Avienda and the Aiel in the big battle in
0: Fall? Yeah, that's one of those elements that they've brought in from book three into book two. So placing them uh, as far as adaptation would be difficult. But if these characters are going to be so important, um, not to spoil too much, but they're going to be so important in season three that you almost had to get to know them a little bit. Even with that, um, you know, that little bit of the Giotto scene with uh, seeing Avienda's fighting skills against the White Cloaks back at Auton's Mill. Um, You needed to see all of that stuff so that you'll be really invested in where their storyline goes for season three. So that was a long play kind of thing that really I agree with you. It didn't pan out Mm -hmm. all that well for the overall. What do they get to do in terms of this season? So I don't think your complaint is bad there. I just think that um, if you see the long run of it, then you'll get because I was excited just because they were there because I, I know that storyline, right? So um, it was easy, much easier for me to get into it, uh, regardless of how much or, or how little they showed them, just because they are going to be important. Um, so I get that. I, I I do get that, both.
1: Right. It's not that I didn't like them. It's just they really didn't seemingly play much in this particular story. Right.
2: If you think about being a series, so... Uh, they are like supporting characters that are going to be upgraded to regular in the third season. So if you see, this is just an introduction. If you see from this point of view, then you understand that they didn't, they were not meant to have a plot, like varying. Very She was there like uh, in the first half uh, of the season and a little bit sprinkled over. Uh, and then she pissed out uh, after episode uh, six, uh, no, seven, she appeared. Six, six. Um, yeah. Uh, but oh, she no, was seven. not meant right. to be. No, seven. She, she appeared in a seven. Uh, but she's going to be upgraded in the in the. Future season, season—I don't know if season three she's going to be a, have a bigger role, uh, role. I think, but anyway, if you just see them for what they are right now, then you—they're not meant to have a plot, so to speak. They're just meant to be introduced.
0: What about other aspects of this? What about Perrin himself? Um, because I feel like you know, yeah. even even when he's talking to Inktar and Inkar makes that statement about how we can hold off 50 men one mm-hmm. man could hold off 50 men in this area and everything and perrin says something like you know we, sh- we it won't have to come to that and he's also Inktar, remarking at how good the IEL are at fighting but uh perrin really flips out over hopper's death uh and it's all thanks to Child Falda, my favorite character, who has reason. <laughs> he has reason to be mad at Perrin. Uh, he does, he does. He, True. Uh think of what Perrin did to him uh, back at the White Cloak camp outside of Tarvalon. So he is he he's got reason to be mad at Perrin and he knows what Perrin is now. And he's just going to take care of that. He's going to he's going to do a little bit of a biopsy right there and find out what's inside <laughs> parent. But it doesn't work out. Uh, and as a result, Hopper, the greatest hero of all heroes, the greatest wolf of all wolves, comes to Perrin's yeah. rescue and then is axed down by Dane Bornhalt's dad, uh, who was really likable in this episode up until the time that he you know essentially could not uh, be likable anymore because he cut a dog in half <laughs> you don't do that man it's true. Uh, I, child valde isn't that important he should have he should have just accepted his his losses his loss, the way yeah. a good general does and moved on uh, rather than killing poor hopper but that uh, of course brings perrin to a critical point to me in his story where those yellow eyes, after he, he sees Hopper go into the, the mist, um, he, he changes. His Tuathawan ways are completely abandoned. He picks up the axe. And one of the things that I loved was that later when Uno showed up and gave him the shield, that almost keeps that Tuathawan spirit alive in Perrin as a protector, not an enforcer. Uh, So I love those things about his character, uh, because I really want Perrin to just give peace a chance.
1: He didn't, as once again, we spent a lot of time on this peace section last year. And then this year, I didn't feel much of that peace pull. Like anytime there was a need to stand up and fight, I saw Perrin do it.
0: So I didn't do very well at Autun's Mill.
1: But he did fight like he didn't he didn't lay down his. Sword well, they also
0: him. laid down reasons for him to be angry because of those villagers or that Pat and Fane killing those people.
1: I completely understand. I'm saying that I did not I didn't feel the push to passivism that theoretically I should have felt, I think, after last season. And we spent so much time on it. Yeah,
0: I don't think it was telegraphed. I, I agree with you there um, for certain. I, but I did still feel it there, especially in that conversation with Ingtar.
1: Okay.
2: Well, he was certainly not, like, um, warrior-like the whole time.
1: Well, how is he going to be able to stay passive? I feel like I can uh, speculate since I haven't read ahead. Mm. How is he going to be able to be passive if now he's got the White Cloaks after him for killing their leader, right? <laughs> like, right. He's gonna have to either run, 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 or he's gonna have to stand up and fight.
2: This this was gone, no? they killed Hopper. His whole life changed, <laughs> Baba. Don't you okay. understand? Sure. This this no. was this is like him uh you know dropping the Buddhism act and becoming full-blown, I don't know, uh, Templar warrior or
0: something. <laughs> I Hell disagree yeah. though, Priscilla. I think. I think so. We'll still I think continue he, he to will see go that on a inner battle, Especially in the next season, <laughs> I think that that inner battle yeah. will continue, um, and uh, especially given what you and I know about who also ends up in the place that Parent ends up at.
2: Matt, Matt, we have to promise Baba violence, otherwise he won't watch <laughs> anymore.
0: Well,
1: there will be violence, or, or promise me more dead dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so anything wow. else about any loyal? <laughs> let's talk about loyal. He got his Samwise Ganshi <laughs> moment. He got he, he got to do the the end of the two towers speech uh, about all of us being the heroes of today. Uh, this is, I did this like is- that.
1: I did like that line. It wasn't much of a speech, but that point I thought was great, and I was like, hell yeah, loyal, let's well, roll.
0: Yeah, what you have to consider is is that, and and this was kind of a nod to this, although it didn't directly say it. But Loyal's role uh, in the books is he wants to document what's happening with these Taviran, right? He's kind of like the guy writing the series that we all read in a way. Uh-huh. Um, so that's one of the things that I love is that, you know, he's starting to form his words and he'll write that into his little book that people will leave, read later on under the surname of uh, the pseudonym of Robert Jordan. <laughs>
1: Loyal, well, yeah, pick a better surname than Robert Jordan. That's kind of yeah, boring. You know, he doesn't know much <laughs>
0: about names other than old gear names. So right. he just picked an easy one because it would be easy for him to remember.
1: Yeah, he sure did. We should, should I at least once again, speculate a bit. This Masima was played by a very popular character from the actor, excuse me, from the TV show, The Last Kingdom. When you talk about people who really didn't have much to do this season, he didn't have much to do. He did get to look and see the dragon being uh, announced or reborn on Mm -hmm. top of the tower. So I'm going to assume, here is my official prediction, he's going to have stuff to do next season more than maybe just be a muscle, you know, another fighter.
0: I like that prediction. I won't confirm or deny, yeah. it, but I like that I prediction. So. You get that look in your eye when you're looking up at the dragon reborn, and that tells you that there's something going on there, right? So, Possibly, yes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: He, I mean, because he maybe he,
2: he found he found uh Rand very charming at that moment.
0: Well, I think he did. He he looked he looked like a kid gazing yeah. up at his at his, at an astronaut. That's what he looked like to me. It was like, oh, my God,
1: this man. Yeah. 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 A kid looking Luke, at an astronaut. A that's a little old of a example there, Matt. How about he looked like a kid looking at a famous TikToker?
0: Oh, OK. Yeah. Let's upgrade our Are you references. On TikTok? Uh, always. 24-7. Moraine and Land. Go ahead, Priscilla. Tell us what you want to tell us about it. I, I know you said a lot already at the beginning of the podcast, but is there anything else you want to add, additionally add here?
2: I think Len, he recovered from his uh, depression and he went to be by Borain's side. But as anybody, he would like to discuss it. And I thought that his need to discuss whatever happens be- happened between the two of them was very uh, understandable. Uh, I don't know if that time was the best time, though. Like in the middle of the beach, uh, I don't know. It's uh, but I under I understood what my point is. I understood where land was coming from, uh, and I understood Moraine's point of view coming from it also. Um, the thing that really got me was the emotional between them, the emotional like they this bond that was not there anymore so it's not the the link between uh the I Sedai I and the ward it was their friendship so i can i could feel the friendship being restored even before moraine uh let Lenin. in again if that makes sense because they how long they spend together like searching for the dragon reborn like uh years on end so it's not i for as far as i understand the Warders, they get like they get uh, a lot of perks from being bonded to a nice and and you can see the moment he's bonded and then the uh, the way that he fights the the sun the Shenzhen, he, he got an, like an upgrade of his skills. He, uh, um, but there was more there. There was more to that. I, as Matt said, Moraine doesn't do much in book two. But one thing that she does do, it, like she thinks a lot about her relationship with Lan uh-huh. and what to do with it. And at some point, she keeps asking herself like, why they never got romantic with each other and that was like that's like one of the few passages that really stuck to me uh, in the in the book series so far because she's analyzed It was like it's it, it would be it would have been so much easier if we were married to each other like the whole relationship but they were not so in the in the book in the in the in the show canon this obviously it's not possible because she is with swan for most part, uh, so this questioning of her is not possible. Right. But like the the heart of the scene is them becoming as close as you can get from one another, right? Without being romantic involved, and I think this is much stronger to me than if they were. And I I keep thinking about Nynaeve and land, uh, because they are going to have a, uh, they still have this unsolved relationship. They didn't share anything this 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 uh, season. Um, there was only a, one mention of naive to land when he was speaking to
0: Alana. Well, they shared a whole She's life together been... in an arch.
2: <laughs> no, but that was a, like a dream se- sequence, right?
0: I don't know. Is the arch a dream or is it another world?
2: I think. <sighs> Do, do you think Len knows that he lived the whole life with Nynaeve? To Len, he just like had a hookup with Nynaeve, he, that he's in love with her in the like first season. He doesn't know that he had a daughter with her.
0: Well, I was speaking more from Nynaeve's point of view, correct? All right.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about Len. So so this whole, <laughs> this whole season has been Len thinking about Moraine all the time that and they are not even together so um
0: but he's her better how he has they're to going think to... of her like that
2: yeah so i'm going to just well, how they can top that because it was so beautiful the whole thing and even it got me rambling and rambling and i was like oh my god how are they going to make me fall in love with him and i for instance
0: I will say this one of the things that's most interesting in the new spring is you actually see. uh, You read about the bonding happening in the new spring, which is book zero of the wheel of time, which I wouldn't even recommend anybody read until after they've read book five, at least. Um, So because it didn't get published till like it was the 10th or 11th book that was published or the 10th or 11th novella that was published and there's a lot of things in there that make more sense if you've read all of five of those books anyway mm-hmm. you had the bonding thing happen but it was very really kind of nondescript in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and uh so to actually see that and you know the emotion of what led up to it the fact that you know she had been holding to her oaths except for that one time when she told two, two completely different stories one to land and one to uh Varen about you know how she knew she was going to decide her or warder. so i don't know maybe mm-hmm. unless it was both oh locations. yeah it said that yeah but uh but otherwise she can't seem to lie about anything so the only way i thought that that was nice it was a little cheesy but it was very nice um but the the actual bonding itself um the music was beautiful I didn't talk about it in the music analysis this week, but Balf did a fantastic job with that. It was too long, though. It took too much time away. There's more time that we could have had. There's more time that we could have had with other characters. I. This is, again, this is my problem with the way that Rafe adapts everything to one question, a whole season uh-huh. to one question. This was about Moraine, is she still, is she not still? Now we see this. This is the payoff. lamb was faithful because he grew, b- believed that she was shielded, not spilled And this is the payoff. And too much time is spent there when we could have seen loyal and Inktar and masima be gar- be helped by Landfear to get the Horn of Valir. The lady
2: okay, Yeah, it's
0: true. It's so true. So that that's the problem it's that true. I have with this kind of stuff. And. The opening credits they're beautiful they probably cost a lot of money i didn't need them i hadn't needed them all season
2: hey i needed them i wanted them i got them they okay. are they were right to be there and uh, i mean they you had seven episodes with uh that gave you a minute extra with these characters and they only gave me the, the title sequence on the last episode, so I would take that, and I don't want to see any more complaints because I'm like that. I, I don't yes. have a cold heart. What can I say? I,
0: I thought I was a softie. Wow. <laughs> What did we think of Moraine's being able to stretch her powers out over miles?
1: I didn't mind it. She was ki- she was killing the villains. I I was all for it. It
0: just see it just seemed like it was way bigger s- set of time of oh, space.
2: She was using the current, the currents, the streams. Well, how how do you say in English yeah. the 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 water streams?
0: She wasn't using stream? it to she wasn't using it to uh up the banner didn't go through the ocean there
2: she used the streams to, to put up the banner like okay. obviously right.
0: it just seemed a little bit too powerful for someone who had just gotten their powers back although she did say oh. that he when he said she was moving quickly it was like she had uh, buckets had been taken off of her so maybe that's the excuse as to why she was so powered up
2: matt there is a theory out there That it was actually because Lanfear told her to raise the banners, right? Remember in the ways Lanfear told her. So they're saying that Lanfear helped her. Yeah.
0: Oh. Well, that's kind of lame.
2: Yeah, they said like because there there is a shot that you can see like two weaves from. But she's pulling the fire. She's pulling the fire
0: off of the boat. That's what creates the dragon. It's it's the fire that's already on the boats. It's not anything I'm to do ju- with landfill She wouldn't be out there anyway. I'm just telling you. I'm just, killing this I'm just theory. telling you. The theory. And I'm just telling I'm you don't... that I'm killing this theory right now.
2: Yeah, I killed them. You're so... Both because of you are so violent.
0: And I
1: killed all. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> no, that's Baba.
1: Yeah, What did I? how did I get pulled into this fight? I said it was fine. I enjoyed seeing her destroy Uh, destroy the villains. Even if it's from way down the beach, I don't care. I wanted them dead, so I don't mind it.
2: So, Moraine loses a lot of time destroying villains. Baba says, okay, Moraine loses time hugging lamb. Baba says, no, please, stop that.
1: Yeah, do something interesting. That's fine. (laughs) don't reconcile in a real undramatic way that i already know you're gonna wreck and i've known you were gonna rec- recon- reconcile for episodes and now you're gonna reconcile in an un- uninteresting way i'm sorry next subject i can't talk about this anymore All right.
2: yeah yeah let's go away. yeah i, I agree All let's right. go
1: It land on the opposite of moraine and land something everybody agrees on. It's land fear. She is perfect. Yes, her her she didn't get everything she wanted in this episode, and everything she wants is our boy Rand. But she did a million wonderful things. She totally blindsided Ishmael. She totally got you know got her her at the time biggest opponent off the board. She proved her use to Rand, even if she, at the end of the season, isn't like on a boat, on a slow boat to Romanceville with Rand. She proved her worth worth to him. He's not going to, you know, stab her with a bleeding sword anytime soon. He's not going to seal her back up in one of those seals that everybody was uh, 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 captured in. I think it was a great year for Lanfear. We met her here in season two. She's one of the newer characters. She's certainly one of the most successful characters. When she when she is on the screen, the audience is interested, even though she's an antagonist, even though she's a villain. She's a villain where, at the very least, you understand her motivation. She wants to, her man, and so have her on the screen always. It was wonderful.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Lomfier, um, she is the she she is the like in her mind at least. She is the one. Who needs to, to have this perfect guy for them to rule the world? So she's working, what Lumfi is doing, she's work, working towards making Rand this guy, which it was Louis Theron. So all this work that Lumfi has been doing is to make Rand into a man worthy of her for them to rule the world because she's so amazing in her own mind too. And funny enough, all the male the, the male characters that bump into her seem to think the same because she's the lady from Korea. Uh she got Beodoman to wait for her on the on the boat. She got even like dear old loyal he, he trusted her to get the horn for him. So Everywhere you go, with Lamphere, men do what she wants. Rand is the one that is like pulling a little bit fight, but he's already said that he loves her. Now the whole arc is, that we didn't know that it was doing because it was all behind the scene it was to make Rand as great as Rand could be, and Ishmael was on the it was on her way. And she is going to get her things. And unfortunately, Ishamaya noticed that. So that was the only but in her plan. But everything else, she got it. Because she's a get girl. She gets what she wants. All the time. Every time. Except for the dragon.
0: One of the things that Plan and Moraine discuss is the fact that Moraine says that the Forsaken fight very much amongst themselves. So is Lanfear actually just trying to get Rand and make actually Rand defeat the Dark One? Or is she still beholden to her oaths for the Dark One and moving Ishmael off the board because Ishmael's plan makes it worse for her and Rand, whereas her plan, her and Rand can probably be more in power together. I think that that is the question to ask. And when we see Mogadine at the end of this episode, Mogadine's like, spider, spider, baby, you are out of the equation. The rest of us are going to take care of this because all of them are fighting against each other, trying to get to that number one spot to be that spot that Ishmael was at, that lieutenant. And they, you know, they're not going to let Landfair ruin their plans, their chance to ascend to being at that number one spot. So I think that what we're seeing here throughout the course of the season now, as we realize, as Landfair's been pulling a lot of these strings, is Landfair is still very much working for her, but she's also working for the Dark One. That's Matt, what I I think is going on there. Uh, Matt, I don't.
1: I didn't. I wouldn't have read it that way at all. In fact, until you said it, I had never considered that. To me, now, of course, maybe if we're supposed to meet this Dark One, and I could see land fear and the dark one together, I could see that thought process, but because I haven't got any information that way to me, I thought even the dark one, even the most powerful, you know, dark shadow in the world, you know, he says, do something that's not going to allow her to end up with Rand. she would be like, forget it. That's, that's the way I read the character and that's the way I read her goals. So I could be wrong, but that's the way I see it.
0: Ishmael actually got what he wanted, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. He just wanted everything to go away. That's
2: Yeah, at least at this time, we don't know if he's coming back.
0: That's true. He could come back.
2: He could come back. As an evil baby.
0: Yeah, he'll be a little late for this one uh, if he comes back. I don't imagine he'd get spun out by the wheel again until the next time that all this stuff happens. Um, Unless Rand finds some way to break the wheel without... Breaking the world at the same time.
2: You know, I have an an amazing idea. I don't want this to happen, but imagine if the if the series gets canceled, they just have to add like uh, a post scene of uh, the dragon getting crazy and breaking the 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 wheel. It's like immediate resolution of the series. No, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. I don't want this to happen. Please. I want my eight seasons.
0: You earned a holly fake laugh with that one. The other thing about Lanfear that is pretty interesting to me is the fact that she is in a really bad spot now. There are five others besides Mogadine who have basically told her to stay out of the way. So mm-hmm. now she's in a conflict between whether she, even if what Bubba says is true and there's no indication of what her plan was, um, she still wanted to be with Rand. Obviously right. that yeah. is being foiled. They're telling her you stay the heck away.
1: Uh, the, she's, unless something is untrue based on what I've seen it. She's not going to stay away. Yes, yeah, Somebody says stay away. Uh, she won't care. She won't listen. She has her
0: goal. It's a lot easier to manipulate one person, such as Ishmael, or to betray one person than it is to betray six. Oh, well, I'm
1: not saying it's not going to be difficult, but I, I would not, to me, it would not ring true if she didn't try. Once again, I'm not saying it's not difficult. It's fun at the end of the season for her to be like, oh no, Rand, you know, Lord help you, you're in trouble. I think that's fun. But when somebody is so driven as she is, you know, a hundred
0: forsaken.
1: Yes. It's going to make her task difficult, but I don't think her goal would suddenly change and stop.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Well, she also, you know, she pretty much told Ishmael from the first time we saw the two of them met, you know, it's like, I'm going to betray you. So uh, of course Ishmael had it coming, and that's why he unleashed this emergency plan, you know, uh, break glass in case of emergency Here's six forsaken, you deal with them. Uh, so I want to know, Bubba, what you thought of Mogadine. What did you think of Mogi, baby?
1: Obviously, she's just the last thing we see of the season, not in it very much. She's almost obsessed with her catchphrase, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, softly, softly from the shadows <laughs> or whatever her catchphrase is. She just repeats it so much it's a bit ridiculous, but she is definitely. A, 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 great addition. Why? Because once again, she's a great addition because of how Lanfear reacted to her, how she, you know, could kind of nullify Lanfear for a bit. So I think she's great. This actress, I'm not sure I've ever seen her before. I believe she's a Spanish actress, but this is what we need. The stakes have to keep come raising it has to be more difficult for our heroes our heroes have reached one level of power so their obstacles have to be up and you know reach a higher level and this seems like a great obstacle i'm excited for it and um you know let's go once again this was a great ending even the clunkiness i talked about this was a great ending for letting us say okay the story was at you know level two it's about to go to level four, level five, and higher and higher and higher. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad she's here. I, I I that is a great ending to the season. And I bet once again, I don't even know book readers. I didn't read the book, but I bet a million book readers are like, oh yeah, that's how you end a season. That's how a show works. <laughs> you know, last season, as as fun as it was for book readers to suddenly see this, you know, tidal wave hit the beach as a non-book reader. I I didn't feel too much. I didn't get a sense of, oh, okay, this'll you know, I knew it would be trouble, but...
0: Once again, you were heartless. It, Killing it little ab- girls It was abstract.
1: It was abstract. Like, I don't know the map well. Where mm-hmm. are they? You know, it was unstrapped. Our heroes weren't anywhere near an ocean. This is not abstract. This, I understand exactly what the stakes are. This is a, oh no, here we go.
2: Now, if memory serves, uh, we started the this uh, coverage of season two with Baba. Asking for more ch- children to be murdered. Yes. and we are ending with, with yeah. So yep. I don't I don't think just to let you know, Bob, I don't think they are going to start uh, season three with more like with child murder. So you can get please don't get your whole.
0: Maybe up. they did kind of in the season. We never
1: saw that little girl again from the dark, you know, from the dark friend social. We never saw her again. No, never saw. We never, I
0: mean, saw, I mean we never the saw the season. kids with the incense either in this episode. They're all dead. Yeah, Okay. Wonderful. Ten so, out of ten.
2: So four children were killed in this. Okay, and a dog. <laughs> that is not a dog. Oh, a wolf. Yeah. Okay. I want
0: to say this. Wow. And I don't even know if Priscilla is there yet, but I do want to say that Mogadine is absolutely one of my favorite forsaken wow you told me that wow absolutely not and i said that probably in a book podcast at at one point or another but i i I don't i mean it it was a complete surprise to me that she was the one who would show up i thought that they might release another one just like one more or whatever not all six
1: well matt matt do me a favor do non-book readers like me a favor rank them Who's higher, Landfear or the new one?
0: Well, I think it all depends on what book you're reading, to be perfectly honest. But uh, Lanfear overall is a majority of the fandom's favorite. Uh, Mogadine runs a close second, I would say. Although there are a couple of the gentlemen Maybe? that everybody likes too. So uh, I know that uh, Priscilla has experienced at least one other male if she's getting into book four although she may not mm. know it yet and i don't think that she's experienced mogadine yet but i think that's maybe no. in book four or so, may maybe. not be till book five but i will say that mogadine is even though nothing like i imagined mogadine to be nothing like i imagine mogadine to be the uh in terms of just every Leia Costa did just such a fantastic job because Mogadine doesn't come across quite that creepy to me in the book. She comes across much more calculating, um, and um really, really good at what she does. So uh that was a little strange, her sniffing land fear. Uh, but that all that intimidation stuff worked. And I can't wait to see what this actress, Leia Costa, does with this character, because she's off to a great start to make me really interested. Because, first of all, I'm interested in the name. Second of all, uh, now this portrayal has really got me going, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, so uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see uh, some upcoming conflicts with Mogadine that will be epic. I guarantee it. Almost as epic as the battle in the sky that would and didn't have should have happened and didn't happen,
2: but you know, like something that, like, in books is not that important. Like, the villains overall, if you read actually book, the villains usually... are very one
0: dimensional, but Mogadin's one of them that is no, no, no.
2: So I'm talking like overall, like in terms of adaptations, you like uh, a villain might be like inconsequential in a book my, that it's just focusing on the like the journey, the hero's journey. But once you turn to an adaptation uh, of a series in particular, a TV series where you have to get invested they like if you can make a villain very interesting very compelling mm-hmm. like he it goes so much up the storytelling and this show has done are, that are,
0: very well yeah
2: yes exactly it's... The, the, the thing that we, we 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 talked about a lot about the romantic relationships in the season one how they upped them and mm-hmm. how better like that makes no, you understand very CW. the characters I that. You know no, I like it. I know. Uh, the second season, there they they did that uh, service to the the villains. They really yeah. they are they are really good villains now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. But what I I, I mean, uh, you're do you appreciate the fact that they've spent as much time with these villains, with Ishmael, with Landfear, with Mogadine, the way that they have
1: this season. Lanfear, once again, she's introduced in season two by the end of it, maybe by the halfway point. She's like a top tier character you want to spend time with. The villains of Ishmael, who only got introduced in one episode in season one. You wanted him to die as a non-book reader. I wanted him gone. He was evil. He was the worst. He he's gone this at the end of this season. He's great. These terrible Terrible villains and what they did to Egwene, I hate them. So I don't care if Moraine did it from, you know, a different continent. She burned their ass boats. <laughs> Hell to the yeah. I, I, the, the, sh- this show has done a great job with the antagonists, with the villains.
0: And folks, we are way over 70 minutes and we still have so much more to talk about. So please return for part two of our coverage of the finale. Don't forget, you can send emails to mattsaudioblog at gmail.com. M-A-T-T-S audioblog at gmail.com. Melissa Nola, 730. I want to hear from you so that I can get you that gift card. Send a post on X Twitter to at Blockbuster or to all of Double P Media's socials at the word double the letters P-H-Q. That includes X Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and Facebook, facebook facebook.com, slash the word double, the letters P-H-Q, or you can leave comments on our YouTubes. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Bubba and I will be joined by Susan to cover the final season of The Crown on Netflix starting in November. So you want to say subscribe to that YouTube channel, youtube.com, slash C, slash the word double, the letter P, the word media. And don't forget that Priscilla has her own YouTube channel. Please check that out youtube.com slash c slash priscilla tv one we'll be back with part two soon thanks for sticking with us
2: to mattsaudioblog at gmail.com and find all back episodes and other information at mattsaudioblog.com part of double p media DoublePMedia.com.